0: Here's Buddy Franklin knocked away by Morris. Couldn't mark it, Naismith, no, Kennedy, Hamble out to Buddy. Buddy tackled by Morris, goal. dropping the ball. Boyd took the advantage and played on. From inside the center square, Boyd's kicked the goal. Boyd's kicked, oh. Boyd kicked the goal from inside the center square. I <laughs> <kicked> <laughs> welcome to the sc playbook podcast for another week of the afl season my name is eddie Dads. i'm going to run you through things all things super coach related today i'm very excited to be joined by two of the best in the business as well to help me do it the uh, overall runner-up in 2021 stevie nico coach of love Ski fc joins me on the podcast as usual nico what's news in your world how are you going
1: Hey Eddie, I'm doing all right, mate. Uh, I'm a bit tired, um, as usual, just my uh, my new norm. Um, but I've got Vegas in three weeks, so I'm a Oofed. little bit excited. And you know, maybe Supercoach has taken a bit of a, a back seat to that.
0: Well, are we, are we any chance of getting a Supercoach check in with you from Vegas? Is that a possibility?
1: <laughs> Probably, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I might be drunk, but... <laughs> it's
0: going to be great. That's going to be quality content. We're going to need to get that film, Charlie, and get out on the socials because the other person joining me on the podcast today is uh, Charlie Dads, essentially the chief editor of scplaybook.com.au from an AFL perspective. Charlie, it's uh, great to have you on the podcast. You're looking very active today. Walk me through the uh, the afternoon routine.
2: Thanks, Eddie. It was a very nice intro. Um, yeah, just had footy training this Arvo, uh, or tonight really, and um, it was good. It was a good little run around, pretty high intensity. I saw you running some laps and... You looked in pretty good, Nick, yourself. Fresh off the hammy.
0: Uh, very, very kind. For those who aren't aware, I uh, ripped a hammy 15 minutes into the warm-up last week as I attempted to, to make my football comeback. So, uh, that's been put on hold for a couple of weeks, unfortunately. But the, the hammy is on the improve. Uh, uh, Nico, what do you reckon? Have you done a few hammies, the old man hammies? It's oh, I was going to get gonna
1: say, at least it's not the calf, mate. So, you should be all right.
0: It's feeling tight. I don't know. wouldn't rule that out just yet. Yeah. Um, Boys, uh, we've got a lot to get through today, so uh, we better get stuck into things. Uh, we're going to chat um, our MVP, our least value player. We're going to we're going to talk about Darcy Cameron. We're going to talk about some underperforming bid prices and premiums. Uh, we've got an absolute stack of things to get through, and uh, I can't wait to get into it, boys. So uh, let's jump right in. And I just want to ask you, boys, how your teams performed over the weekend? Uh, it's good to get a bit of a, a lay of the land, see where we're at from a team perspective. Uh, my personal team scored two thousand two hundred and fifty-seven, which I was very happy with. Um, after a bit of a rough start to the year. So, that that pushed me up about 19,000 spots up to 18 thousand overall. So, in a rough start, I uh, had two weeks in the in the 36,000s. I did check, boys, and um, for those who don't know, I, I managed to finish in the top, t- top couple of hundred last year, but I was checking my rankings from this time last year and, and an almost exact progression uh, mirroring last year. So, last year, I was in the top 30,000 for the first two weeks of the season and then uh, brought it into about 15,000 by this time and then it just sort of went up from there. So, I'm feeling very positive, Nico. Uh, is uh, nice. what are you feeling about your team at the moment?
1: Well, there's no way I'm going back to look at my rank from last year, mate. For, that's for sure. Um, my score was two, one, three, four this week. So half my team decided that they didn't want to hit a target this week and went uh, at very poor disposal efficiency and uh, and turnovers. So yeah, my rank's at forty thousand, which mm. is uh, a little bit ordinary. But I had a little look today because I was. Um, I was a bit disheartened, and I'm only 350 odd points from the top 1k. So, I don't know, Charlie, if you want to get the violin out and, and start playing. But if I um, if I started Sicily instead of Dawson, like instead of Doherty, sorry, um, or Dawson, or if I uh, started Oliver over Laird and captain him in round one, or if I started Dacos over Rids, I mean, there's just these 50 50s that I've missed, and here I am.
0: Yeah, it's been one of those seasons so far, it really feels like either you've, you've hit on some of your picks or you've missed pretty badly. Um, there are a lot of mid-prices that are going to cause people be causing people a bit of pain at the moment, which uh, I am very excited to get to later because I've got a few of my own to discuss with you, Nico, uh, in particular, uh, Jordan Ridley. I'm, I'm keen to thrash that one out because that's been causing me some grief. Charlie, how did your team go over the weekend and how have you gone to start the season?
2: Um, scored a 2-1-8-8. Uh, I haven't had a very good start either, to be honest. I'm ranked just under 27,000th, but both of you made a good point um, that it's still very early on in the season and there really aren't a lot of points separating, you know, where we are and and where the top 1,000 are. So I don't think there's, you know, don't need to hit the panic button just yet. Um, There's still a lot of room left to to bring in some high quality players and, and move up the rankings.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's going to be a bit of a theme of, of our podcast this week, given the uh, given some of the things we've been chatting about offline, boys. Uh, I think we sort of see it as, a, as a not, not a situation to ever really panic in Supercoach. You, you're always only a trade or two away from from being right back where you need to be. So, um, yeah, keen to chat through more strategies in regard to that over the week. And I was really happy with my trades last week, boys. I, I felt like it was a bit of a 50-50 week with trades. And I went steal to Dacos, which I think is a tick, Callahan to Setterfield, which I also think is a tick. Um, and then Green to Chandler in the forward line just to just to get a, a rookie who's going to make some quick cash. So pretty happy with those trades thus far. Um, what sort of moves have you made uh, over the last little while, Nico, with your team? And how are you feeling about those moves in, in retrospect?
1: Yeah, so I had a I made a pretty big decision to get rid of Lockie Neal um, last week and use that money. Uh, to get Nick Dacos in, to get Will Setterfield in and to get Jack Zeeble in. So I think points on field-wise, I probably worked out maybe slightly ahead, but I'm, I'm well ahead in uh, in cash uh, and and um, earning some, some money in the coming weeks. So pretty comfortable with that. Neil hit his projection. Um, I, I was terrified he was going to drop a 150 on me, but... Um, Look, I've got him in draft, so I've got a keen eye on him anyway. But yeah, a couple of a pretty big moves for me last week, but unfortunately, I, it may it meant that I held Callahan, and he's 37 on field, which which really hurt.
0: Yeah, Callahan's going another one that's going to be causing a few problems for a few teams. Uh, Charlie, what about your moves over the last little while? How are you feeling about them in the in the cold light of day?
2: I think I I made pretty similar moves to you, Eddie. I, I traded out Jack Steele with his injury, brought in Nick Dacos. Um, which I'm very glad I've got him in my side now. Um, he seems like a, a must-have and, you know, probably could be pushing for a top three defender spot come the end of the year. He looks really good. Um, the other trades, I don't know them off the top of my head. I know I definitely brought in Cade Chandler and I put him on field, which was brave, uh, but ultimately paid out um, pretty well. He dropped a 90-odd. Um, oh, and then I brought in Jack Zebel as well for for Tom Power, which led me, you know, 20 extra points. Um but still wasn't really happy with how Jay-Z scored. I think he only dropped a 78. Uh, he should bounce back this week, though.
0: Yeah, he should do. I, I think he was the one, one that was really in the frame for me last week as well. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people will be watching Jack's able to see how he goes. Uh, boys, it's time for the one of the new segments that I've been doing this year, which is the the SC playbook. Uh, MVP and LVP, uh, our least valuable players, and, uh, and, and most and least valuable players for the weekend. The criteria is very broad. So, basically giving you guys carte blanche, to have a crack at a few players or, uh, or give some players some plaudit. So I'll go first uh, with my one vote for my MVP was Ruben Jinby. Uh, with a 104. Really happy with that. He looks like a great rookie. Um, he won the Rising Star of the of the Week Award this week. So, he's going very well. Sean Darcy bounced back with a 132. I was really happy with that. And uh, three votes go to Will Day with his 139. And I'm absolutely stoked with that. He's showing a little bit that that, that early season pick might be vindicated. Um, so, yeah, pretty feeling pretty good about those ones. Charlie, what's, what was your 321 for most valuable player this week?
2: I gave three to, to Big Shrek Darcy. Um Look, he still looked pretty unkawanted out there on the footy field, but he would he dominated in the first half. I think he was on like ninety at half time. Um and I reckon well, I know some coaches had the had the captaincy on him. Um, probably a few others were a bit all talk over on Twitter. But um, kudos to those people because, yeah, he smacked out a, a huge score. And, yeah, he gets my three votes. Um, two votes goes to, to Kay Chandler on debut, um, who also went up a, a truckload in price. And, and he'll continue to soar over the next couple of weeks as well. He's a great pick. Um, and then just the one vote for Lockie Neal. I know... I was tossing and turning whether whether to trade him um, or Jordan Ridley. Ended up not trading any, but I I did tell Nico I was, I was like Nico, if you you know if you're doing this from a, a cash making a, a value perspective, I think Neil's the way to go. And look, he still scored really well, but um, he ended up dropping was it thirty five k. So Nico, I you know ultimately think that you came out the the better end of that. To
1: be honest, yeah, he's going to drop a little bit more as well. Uh, he's got a high break even again, so. Yeah, look, and set of fields going in the other direction. So, yeah, look, we'll see. Hopefully, it pays off in a couple of weeks for me.
0: What What does success look like for that trade, Nico, just out of interest? Like, what are you seeing as a, a win out of that one?
1: Well, I, I figured that Nick Dacos was just a must-have, so it was pretty much the only way I could get him in because, you know, we play a salary cap game and, and there needs to be money there in order to bring in someone who's worth 500k if you're upgrading... From someone, and really, it was the only route that I had, unless I was going to drop a dockety uh, instead um, to to get to him. And then I saw Setterfield as a really good stepping stone, maybe in a way for me to easily get Neil back, which which I'm going to be wanting to do anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense from my end. I think, yeah, that sounds like a, a very reasonable thought process. Let's um, go. What were your MVP votes for the week, Nico?
1: Yep, so I've given three to Oliver uh, with his one five six purely because. A lot of people who own him would have had the captain's armband on him as well and, and delivered big time for them. Um, I'm not one of them. Uh, Stewart, two votes for his comeback, 167. Amazing. He didn't get the three votes because they lost. Um, they, rushed, they rushed him back to get the win and they lost anyway. Uh, <laughs> and one vote to Baker for his 95 coming mm-hmm. in clutch to cover Hopper.
0: Great call. On Great call. That's a that's a very worthy third vote getter. I think there, Nico, he saved a lot of a lot of people's bacon over the weekend. I reckon um, just simply by fact of yeah playing a decent game when we needed him in, in replacement for via yeah, Jacob Hopper, it made trading Hopper a not uh, a lot easier. Uh, not trading him, so yeah, very good votes there. My least valuable player. Uh, I'm going to give one vote to Will Setterfield. A bit rough first week in the team. Um, don't look at me like that, Nico. Cool. I, you know I think it was <laughs> one. Of, I, I I knew I was going to get sucked into Will Setterfield. I knew it. The floor uh, 80's of eighty is not bad. Not bad. I know. I know. I knew it from the start of the week, though, and I I think I was just disappointed with with the output, and I didn't really rate the game he played either from a from a real life perspective. So, um, yeah, he only got an eighty-two. Rowan Marshall seventy-eight. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with him. He's not as dominant as I think we thought he was going to be, and um, yeah, that's leaving the door open for a lot of other rucks to come through in that uh, one spot, like uh, yeah, Jared Witts or um, yeah, uh, Tim English, especially. Uh, and then three votes go to Sam Doherty, who scored 87 super Coach and 136 fantasy points, which is one of the biggest discrepancies I've seen in a while. Um, yeah, Nico, I've sort of been just can't, can't figure out how that happened. But it sounded, I was reading something today that he had 15 ineffective kicks out of his 39 uh, possessions out of his 39 possessions. Uh, and also gave yeah. away a couple of free kicks as well. So basically, it was Just a, a negative everything. twenty-three. Yeah, it, it, it's a bad, it's a bad game, right? Um, I think we can probably I can probably forgive him for that one. Just a very frustrating seeing his score grow and let, yet not grow at the same time. Uh, what are your least valuable player votes for the week, Nico?
1: So I've given one to Cogs for his um, similar sort of game to, to mm-hmm. Doherty with his fifty-eight. Um, I also heard a little rumor that he didn't get docked for that descent. Free kick and 50 meter penalty anyway, so you probably should have finished on 48. You're kidding. Uh, no, it's what so I've they heard. They didn't
0: take the points off.
1: No, because there was a bit of conjecture as to whether or not it was him or if it was Whitfield. You're and then, kidding. And then, that's amazing. From what I understand, it wasn't adjusted at the at the end.
0: Well, he definitely um, didn't deserve to have it adjusted, let's put it that way. <laughs> it was a you terrible
1: were considering break. trading him in too, so there's one that you avoided pretty just, well. Just there, as a mate. side well,
0: note, done. Nico, while we're talking about that GWS Carlton game, I have not seen any worse games of football than that in a long, long time. It was one of it's seriously one of the worst games I've ever seen. I was sitting there on a Saturday afternoon being like, What what am I doing to myself watching this horrific display. It was. It was awful. Neither <laughs> glad, of you catch any of it.
1: Glad I didn't watch. No, no, I didn't see it either. I'm, oh yeah, glad I didn't as well. It
0: was horrendous. Um, your two and th- your two and three votes for the week, Nico.
1: Yeah, Callahan two votes for least. Um, just purely for thirty seven on field, which which yeah. isn't good enough. Zero Hurts. CBAs. Rolls terrible. He's a must trade. Uh, and the other one, um, the trap was set beautifully, and, and I think some people fell for it. And that's Brennan Cox with his thirty-five.
0: Oh yeah, very true.
1: So he was the uh, he was the three votes. But special mention to um, Riley Garcia. He's not super coach relevant, but he was on <laughs> minus twenty-seven at one point in the last quarter.
0: He had one of, the, uh, one of the one of the one of the great got up to minus six. One of the great bad quarters of all time was was Riley Garcia's last quarter. I think he gave away three 50 meter penalties, a couple of slips, turnovers. It was yeah, it felt really bad for him. He's a he's a better player than that for sure. Um, Charlie, what about your votes for least valuable player of the week?
2: Um, I've gone one just generally that that Carlton GWS game. Um, purely because, you know, the Doherty... Um, Fantasy score compared to a supercoach score was just ridiculous. Same as Cornelio. Um, that was, yeah, that was just a cursed game overall. Um, I don't think there were any winners out of that, to be honest. Um, no, it was a horrible game. The actual players, the umpires, yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it was just, it was one of those games where nothing went right out of any of it. It was horrible.
2: Yeah, Murphy's Law. It was ridiculous. Um, two votes goes to Jack Zeeble. Um, I thought like I thought he had a, a you know an okay game, but just because it was his first game in my side, um, and I was expecting a little more than seventy eight, um, he gets the two votes and three votes, yeah, goes to Finn Callahan. As Nico said, the role just isn't there. I don't know what's happened since that round one performance, um, but he just doesn't look as good as, as we all hyped him up to be. Um and yeah, he's probably a must trade this week.
0: Is we are going to talk about him extensively a little bit later, so I'll leave that one for the rest of the podcast. Now, guys, you've been listening to me talk a lot about home loans over the last 12 months on the show, and most people are probably thinking they're way off being in that position and that it's irrelevant to them. But the boys at Mortgage Choice SCW can get you a loan for pretty much anything, it doesn't have to be a house. So if Santa brushed you for a PS5 this year, or maybe the toolbox needs an upgrade and your boss is too stingy to chip in, Patty and George can make the dream a reality. The best part, no more sacrificing your avocados for two-minute noodles because the $129 fee is waived when you mention SC Playbook. These loans are quick and easy with the money dropping in your pocket within days. So after a few years of COVID causing us grief, treat yourself in 2023 and shoot them a message on their Instagram handle, at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, to get it sorted. You can also jump into any of the articles on our website for their email, phone contact or QR code details if that's easier. Okay, boys, time to get into the meat of the podcast, uh, discuss all the things that we've been thinking about and that we've been seeing on Twitter and that we've been hearing people talk about. Uh, these are the big topics of the week. So the first topic that I want to go to, Nico, is, is something that's going to be affecting a lot of coaches out there who may have owned this guy for for less than seven days before having to get rid of him, and that's Darcy Cameron. Uh, now, as a Pies man, what can you tell me about what happened to Cameron? What sort of prognosis we're looking at? Um, is there any any prospect of keeping him or, or is this a definite trade-out?
1: It's a definite trade-out. Um, really innocuous incident. He just sort of twisted his knee, um, you know, at the back of the stoppage. So it was really a um, bit of an odd injury, but he's, he's hurt his MCL and he's out for six to eight weeks. So mm-hmm. that makes him a must-trade, uh, in my opinion, um, in everyone's opinion, I would imagine. So, yeah, um, tough times ahead, I think, for for Collingwood with, um, with McStay and, and Ash Johnson doing some ruck work in the interim.
0: I had that. Sean Darcy did, did Darcy Cameron trade locked and loaded early in the week last week. Um, it was going to be one of the three. And I think a lot of people went through with that trade in the end, given how bad Shrek's been to start the year. So, I mean, I, thank Christ I didn't do it. It wasn't out of any skill. It was more just other trades popped up that I thought were a bit better. Nico, you, I, you would have had it, for, had it as well?
1: No, I know people who... Like, I did consider it, but I have know people who actually got rid of wits and went down to, oh, to Darcy no. Cameron. So.
0: Oh no! Yeah, serves them
1: right.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. I think that's one of those ones you just—it goes either way. Like Darcy Cameron had looked incredible. Um, we talked about him last week on the pod extensively yeah. and how yeah he just look—he's got a game made for Supercoach at the moment. He just scores. Yep. They're probably thinking
1: similar output. I'm saving myself 150K.
0: Exactly. I don't think the trade was bad at all. I think this result is horrible. Um, And yeah, it's bad. But I I don't think the reasoning um, behind it was was wrong at all. I I nearly did it myself. So, I mean, Nico, what options do we have now? I I gave you sort of three ones to pick from. The first one was kind of sideways trading to like a Matt Flynn, Todd Goldstein, Brody Grundy type. They're all around that price range.
1: Yeah, I don't like it, mate. Um, I think that's just... Like, Grundy is probably the only option there, I, I think. Flynn, yeah. yeah, Bruce is still out for a couple of months, um, but I think he's a little bit flaky. So, look, Grundy short-term, maybe, but you're going to be... Ex- sorry. Excuse me. Uh, you're going to be expecting um, to use another trade um, in that situation. So, Definitely. Um, Gorn's back in three to five weeks, so um, you're not going to want him and Gorn.
0: It's such a tricky situation. Um, the flat, the Matt Flynn question, Charlie, I think you and I, or at least I definitely own him in AFL Fantasy, the other version where you've got sort of more trades and can afford to take risks like that. So, And he's been scoring pretty well, to be honest. Uh, it's not been a bad experience so far owning Matt Flynn in Fantasy. He's been solid um, and I think he's got the game for super coach. So, um, yeah, are, are you a Flynn believer or, or are these options just too risky for you at this point? Uh, I
2: th- yeah, I think they're too risky particularly with yeah getting rid of cameron um which is obviously a, a must trade i think you're just better off um biting the bullet and paying up for you know a top dog like your witches like your englishes uh englishes um i wouldn't be you know playing around with getting in these mid prices that you're just going to have to trade up trade up anyway um yeah I, I i think you know i probably wouldn't go down to Flynn. i could see grundy um potentially but again when when gorn comes back are you you know you're going to have to think about trading him again. Certainly short term, it's a great play. Especially I think Melbourne are playing the Eagles this week. Who you know, if, if Sean Darcy can dominate, I I would hate to think you know how large Brody Grundy can go. But it's mm. it's going to be massive.
0: Good point. Um, Nico's just recovering in the background here as he's nearly choked. <laughs> he's had to heimlich himself out after after <laughs> inhaling a scotch finger down the wrong way. Nico. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How
1: pretty... are you doing over there? Yeah, I'm alright. I'm just. Got the giggles now, mate, that's all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all been there, mate. Yeah, no good. Um, the next option that I've got for you, Nico, as we all sort of recover from that, is uh, is just a small little upgrade to Sean Darcy. I think Darcy's about 20 to 30K more expensive uh, than Cameron at this point. Um, so you're not, you're not getting one of those guys that's proven themselves this season yet. You're getting a guy in Darcy who's had one good game and two very bad games. Yeah. You, what do you think?
1: He's averaging 89. I just, You just don't go there, I don't think. Um, you just have to find the money um, to do the big upgrade, which we're going to talk about next.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get right into that because I think, yeah, I, out of all honesty, and I think I respect every other option that people are going to go with, I do think I, if it was me, I would definitely be doing this last option, which is finding the cash somewhere to get up to a Tim English or a Jared Wits. Um, Tim English been the I think he's the highest averaging player in Supercoach this season so far. He's been magnificent for the Bulldogs. We've all seen what he can do in the past. He's just never been able to put it together with injury. He's been absolutely killing it and Nico you mentioned that you you know some people who traded out Jared Wits to get mm. Cameron last week. Yeah, I mean it, should they be scrambling to get Wits back? I mean how how good how could Cameron Wits be this season as a as a proud owner of him last season?
1: Yeah, look he's just ultra consistent uh, and it's what you want when you're going to be paying top dollar for someone you don't want you know a Sean Darcy who's going to score 41 week and then 130 the next like he's just going to probably go at his one sort of 05 to to 120 kind of range for the rest of the season and that's perfect and you're not playing rock roulette like I was all last season <laughs> and um and yeah it seems like some have already started on that path as well
0: yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think Wits is. Uh, I just loved owning him last year. It was like the, the bad games were like nineties to hundred because he gets just so many hit outs. Like he's always going to have you know fifteen twenty hit outs to advantage, which are just going to raise raise his score. So his floor is very low. Um, I did want to talk about Tim English though, Charlie. I mean, could he have had possibly a better start to the season? Like, is this the, is this peak Tim English from a super coach perspective?
2: Absolutely. This I don't think he can get any better to be honest. And it sends a good message um, when we're picking our teams next year is don't always let injury history dictate your picks. Um, mm. If they're fit for round one, I think, you know, just pick them um, and you, know, you can cop it when, whenever they do get injured, if they do get injured. But, yeah, this is just a, a real wake-up call for me um, that he's, you know, the best super coach ruck in the comp and it's very hard watching him just, just go week in, week out, tonning up and, and bullying, you know, the other ruck when he comes up against...
0: He's averaging um 137.4 at the moment Nico. He's break even 76. He's currently priced at 616k. I mean, he's going to he's going to get close to 700 at this point. Um yeah. is, is, it, is it now or are you are kind of having to wait for you know 10 12 weeks from now to get him at, a, at an affordable price?
1: I think if you've got an injury, um you pro- you do everything you can to get him in. Um He was in a similar position last year. I I tore up my team to get him in last year, kind of around the buys, I think it was. And then he copped a a head knock or whatever and was out for a couple of weeks. And look, I'm kind of worried that that the same thing's going to happen again because that concussion history and and, and risk is is really, really there um, with him. And that's why I didn't start him and and I've got Darcy. So um, as a a non-owner, I think I'll probably... Just going to be hoping for a couple of bad games, and I can try and catch up.
0: Yeah, it's so the, the most impressive part about him for me this season is, is he's gone three one thirties in a row, one thirty four, and then two one to back back to back one three nine. So it's not like he's had sort of this this out there one eighty game that, that's bringing the average up. It's legitimately this is what he's doing every game. Um, I think I'm going to have to miss him too, Nico. I, mm. I, I'd just. I just don't want to do it. I, I could move things around and, and get rid of Darcy. I've only used three trades so far this season, so it's not necessarily a trades issue for me. I just I, I don't think it's quite worth it at the moment because of what you said, there is just always that risk with Tim English that, that he's just not going to play. And I think, yeah, if you started with him, fantastic. Great. Well done. Um, that's a that's a great pick. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm personally not going to be moving heaven and earth to get him.
1: And Darcy dominated Rob in the practice match and they square up on Saturday.
0: It's a great point. It's a great point, point. and yeah, feeling feeling a lot better as a Sean Darcy owner than I was this time last week. Let's let's put it that way. Um, so it sounds like we all like the premium option there. I, I think that's that's the best. That's what I'd be doing. Um, also appreciate the Matt Flynn option too. I think that that's got some merit. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, the next big topic, Nico, is is something we have touched on a little bit already in this podcast, which is underperforming mid prices. So while some people have sort of have managed to hit their mid price as well like use you, you, you Usable you, I mean Will Day I would throw him in there at this point as a successful mid price uh, Jacob Hopper Ooh. um th- there are a lot of a lot of mid prices that haven't been doing so well so the, the list I've got is Jason Horn Francis who's in 33% of teams he's got an 88 average his defensive efforts continue to be um mocked and laughed at on Twitter because he he doesn't seem to have a tank to chase uh which is which is a problem um Finn Callahan he's in 26% of teams he's averaging 61 Again, um, I watched him on the weekend in that GWS game. I don't know what's wrong with his shoulder, but it, there's something wrong with it because he's not getting in and under at all. doesn't look like he wants to go anywhere near a contest, um, which is not the player that I saw in sort of the preseason and, and round one. Uh, James Warple, 20% of teams. He's averaging 80. Yeah, again, worse than expected. And Sam Flanders, I think most people have traded out Flanders. He, he's in 10% of teams. And he's averaging 45. Um, they're probably the main ones, Nico. Um, yep. At what point do we do you need to cut the cord on those guys? So if you, if you own sort of any of those guys, how are you prioritising them in terms of which ones you're getting rid of? And yeah, when is the time to pull the trigger?
1: Yeah, look, I think the answer to that is just purely break-evens and and I guess gut feel uh, as well. Um, so, I mean, I've got Horn Francis here as a, as a 50-50 trade or a hold. I think... Port got a little bit carried away and their fans got carried away with with, with the round one win. Uh, look, his role is still good. So I think, I think if their break-evens are right and their role is good, you could hold on to them in the hope that they're going to come back and, and post another really good score. Uh, but if they don't have the role, then I think you just need to move them on.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment. Charlie, what do you make of those guys? And and particularly as a Hawthorne fan, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on Warpool start to the season and yeah, whether that sort of hit your expectations uh, going in.
2: Um, well, I think, I mean, compared to, to how he played last year, I think he's exceeding expectations, to be honest. Um, I think it's very, you know, a lot of people expected him to average, you know, 90, 95, but if he's averaging, what do you say, 80?
0: Uh, he, he's averaging 80, yeah.
2: I mean, I think that's fine, but yeah, as Nico said, it's a break-even game with with mid prices, and um, like we do pick them as stepping stones to primos. So their role in our sides is to make cash, and if they're not making cash, then they're not really doing it, anything anymore. And um, I think at that point, especially with Finn Finn Callahan, break evens mm. a lot higher than than how we scored in the last couple of weeks. It's definitely that, time to move Break even sixty nine.
0: He's breaking in sixty nine, so So he's going down. He's going to go down in price this week, um, which is uh, which is pretty amazing. I mean, Nico, he he for me is is the clear number one issue out of this lot of mid prices. Like I think he doesn't have the role and he's injured and he doesn't look any. He doesn't look like getting a big score. Um, yeah. What do you make of him? I think you're an owner at this point, aren't you? Uh, And what are you planning to do with him?
1: Yeah, I I think it's a must must trade. So yeah, zero CBAs. Role's terrible. Just cutting the cord, downgrade probably to a rookie and then use that money to upgrade elsewhere.
0: What do you think about... So there's obviously that strategy with with going down to a rookie and then upgrading somewhere else. What do you think about trying to find a little bit of extra cash? You might even have it in your bank already to try and get to like a Will Day, a Will Setterfield, a Jordan Ngoi, a Mason Wood, a Jack Zeeble. Um, is it worth jumping from mid-pricer to mid-pricer or are you kind of just jumping out of the frying pan into the fire there potentially?
1: It's worth it if the person you're going to has got a negative break even or or something close to that. Um, So if that's not the case, um, then, I mean, you're you're trading and then you're going to be trading again uh, at some point and maybe identifying someone who's going to potentially be a keeper. um, Well, look, Jordan Dugowie could potentially be a keeper. Mm. Like he is going well enough to legitimately be a keeper. Um, whether or not he stays on the tracks, or if he, you know, derails, at, you know, any second is another matter. Um, He's already getting expensive.
0: He's already getting, getting expensive, unfortunately, and his break-even's 80, so he's probably going to maintain yep. this 500K price that he's already at. Um, I was just looking at Will Setterfield and Will Day both have break-evens in the, that are around three or four, both of them at three and four, respectively. Um, so not too late to get on them. Charlie, Hawks fan, you've got to be happy with how Day's going. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely loving watching him go about it. He, he's everything that I was sort of hoping that he was.
2: Absolutely. He's like, for the past... Oh, he's been in the system for three years. He's showed so much promise and has never got a real crack at it, you know, whether it's through injury or, you know, other stuff. But yeah, it looks like he's found his home in the in the Hawthorne midfield and he's getting a ton of footy, taking a lot of marks as well. I think he's had double figures in marks for the last couple of weeks, um, which just shows how much he's getting across the ground. So his fitness is up. Um, I love him. I think, you know, he could potentially be a future captain of the club. He's got great leadership qualities and he's looks like he's got his head switched on really good.
0: He's been fantastic. Uh, I think the best part about the game on the weekend, Nico, was seeing him get absolutely crunched in, in a hit that later resulted. Uh, I can't remember actually who hit him. Um, uh, who was it, Charlie, that got him? Um,
2: uh I'm thinking, I, I know the Max McElhaney one. He got absolutely oh,
0: Griffin. It was Griffin Logue that got him. It was Griffin Logue that oh, got yeah. him. Griffin Logue got a week. Um, Absolutely rocked him. He was like, it was a huge hit. And he's a lightly framed boy. Surprised
1: but
0: he got up. He, so, so he, strong. He, he jumped up straight away. Uh, it didn't even go down. It was a, I was seriously impressed because that's been the knock on him is his body. Um, yep. But that didn't look like a guy that's had it got any issues with his body to me. So yeah, really happy yep. with that one.
1: Look, the only but, query I've got is, is he going to make 150 K from now? It's going to be at, tight.
2: At it's going to yeah. be tight. I think, I, I, I think you've boat. If, yeah. Yeah. Eddie like, yeah, great pick. You've started with him, but for, for us, other blokes that don't have him in um, what well, he's already gone up a fair amount in price. And yeah, I, I think the boat has well and truly left the dock with, with Will Day. Are you, He's a great pick and he might be top six, but I just think that risk, probably too much and you're, you're much better off going further up and getting a Dawson or a Sicily.
0: Let's be very real about uh, the team that the, uh, the Hawthorne midfield played on the weekend as well. A Kangaroos <laughs> yeah. midfield missing um, LDU Correct. and Simpkin is yeah, not exactly lighting <laughs> the world on fire. Let me put it that way. Um, Nico, any other mid prices that we need to touch on or guys that you like the um, look of?
1: Oh, look, I guess Liam Baker might be worth a, a mention. Um, he's putting up some really good numbers and i've seen you know some people are trading him in personally i wouldn't go there i think he's probably just a little bit too up and down um probably the same with mason wood like i don't Mm. i don't buy it like i don't buy him going at 130 (laughs) um so i think if you started him good on you but there's no way uh, i'd be bringing him in
0: I completely agree. I mean, he's he's potentially been the best player in the comp for the first three weeks of this, this season, which is amazing to say. But yeah, I think yeah, I I wouldn't be going near him. I think his body has proved. I mean, he's already I think he's already injured this week. He is a chance to to miss this week. So body's been a problem. I wouldn't be jumping on him. The next little big topic, well, little big topic, big topic I wanted to jump to, boys, is just a broader one about defensive line strategies. Um, so Nico, we've we've already mentioned Ridley earlier in this podcast, and he's been he's one of a couple of uh, high priced sort of high ownership guys. Like, yeah, Doherty, Jack Sinclair, uh, and Jordan have all been a, bit, a little bit disappointing to start the season. Whereas the likes of Dawson and Sicily now look like you kind of you have to have them because they're going to be in the top six. I didn't start with either Dawson or Sicily, and I'm carrying Doherty and Ridley at the moment. Um, it's starting to feel a little dire back there, to be honest. Uh, how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, we're in the exact same boat i got Doherty D1, Nick D2, Ridley D3. Yeah. So I think Ridley's role, round one, looked pretty good. He was up on the, the half back line, getting intercept ball. The last couple of rounds, he's been really deep in the back pocket, um, and he's not getting any kick-ins. So I think that's a real red flag for me, uh, and which is why I'm looking to move him on. Doherty, I'm not too worried about. I think um, last weekend's game was just a a little bit of an outlier. He's had 39 kicks, 10 marks, and a goal. Any other day, that, that's a 130-plus score. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to, to hold him and, and ride the wave a little bit with him. And um, I think Sinclair was the other one you mentioned, mate. I yeah. think his role's good. His CBAs are good. He's getting some kick ins, So I think he could turn the corner, but oh, he was just too much of an inflated price to, to start with, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully... He can drop a couple more low scores and we can pick him up cheap.
0: We're in a really similar boat, Nick. We've got the exact same backline. it sounds like. Um, yeah, Ridley, mm. I've been watching really closely both as a Bombers fan um, and as an owner. And... Yeah, the role in round one was okay. Uh, the role in round two was uh, okay. And then it got pretty bad in the most recent game against St Kilda. He was essentially the the fullback, um, which is yeah, not, a, not a supremely friendly super coach role, especially when he's not taking kickouts either. So he does get a bit of cheap ball when they chip it around back there. But um, yeah, the distributor is Mason Redman. Um, and unfortunately, he's superseded Ridley in that role. So um, for me, I think at the moment, Sicily is D1 in the comp. Um, I think he's extremely consistent. He's got a high, he's got a very high ceiling, and it seems like he's now got a very high floor as well. Charlie, what what's the role that Sicily's got at the Hawks? What like why why is this scoring happening so fast and so often?
2: Oh, he's just a safe pick. Um, so I agree with you there I think he's definitely d1 at the moment just because of that consistency and that safety that he brings and look he's taking intercept marks he's getting cheap kicks he pushes pretty high up the ground as well he gets a lot of his footy actually across like the center center line um, which is always great to see and then he always drops back and gets another cheap kick somewhere else Um, I really rate him and he loves a big game. He, he's going to love this Easter Monday classic against Geelong. You just know he's going to ruffle up some feathers, and and he lives for that. It's I'm excited to watch. I reckon he could drop 150. To be honest,
0: oh, I agree. I, I'm scared about what could happen this Easter Monday. It feels like an occasion built for him, especially with the Hawks, the underdogs that they're going to go in you know, as. They can sense blood against and against Geelong. He had really 132
1: Dream Team and 112 SuperCoach. So he could have had 150 on the weekend. Just gone 18 marks. Just had five turnovers or clangers, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's a beast. Uh, and the other one that we we did sort of touch on a little bit is Jordan Dawson, who's who's been fantastic. Um, yeah, his role is interesting to me. He was pushing up through the midfield, playing with a forward on the weekend, which I found interesting. I, I don't think that's where we want him from a super coach perspective, Nico. We want him yeah. being really cheap in the back line. So that's my only sort of hang up on Dawson at the moment.
1: I agree with that. And how he won that medal, I've got no idea. Oh, um, bizarre yeah so we need to yeah. talk about
0: we need to talk about fox and SEN and these guys broadcasting from melbourne it's, oh, it's uh, a disgrace it's, it's not good enough it, it's 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 really bad um yeah i appreciate why they why they have to do it i mean everyone 's had to cut costs but it's uh it's not good it 's really not good anyway I'll, I'll leave i'll leave it there with that one um I wanted to get your collective thoughts on Tom Stewart because uh couldn 't have been a much more impressive return from an m t l injury we thought he was going to be out at least one more week. I, I personally thought he'd be out another two, potentially, um, at least two. He's been fantastic. Uh, looked I mean, I don't even 160 did he score on the weekend, Nico? He was monstrous. He normally nearly hit his 185 break even. Uh, at what point do we need to
1: just get him in? Yeah, he got 167. It's so annoying because in the, the back of my mind, I'm thinking, all right, I'll hold on for really for a couple more weeks and then Tom Stewart's going to drop 100K and I'll just go bang, switch him around. Um, but yeah, look, 13 marks, nine contested possessions, got a stack of the ball, nearly 30 possessions. He's just a freak. Like mm. he was listed as, as two to three weeks on the official you know, website. So yeah, just quite annoyed, to be honest, that, that he did so well.
0: Bandit, the SE Bandit made a great call in our group chat that uh, if you'd managed to go, if you went from, from Stuart to Doherty after round one, you actually would have lost points to, to, yep. to this stage, Crazy. which is just amazing. I mean, that the, the odds of that at the time would have just been astronomical. Uh, I mean, I agree. I, he's the player in the league that I hate most to not have uh, because yeah. when he scores, he scores so cheaply and it looks so easy to him.
1: And we definitely want him during the buy periods as Absolutely. well. So we're going to have to plan for that too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, I've, I said in the preseason that either him or Took Miller were going to be my number one upgrade targets. And uh, yeah, Stuart is definitely now the number one upgrade target for me.
2: I, um, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. My opinion on him has not changed since preseason. I know he's just pumped out of 167, but Mitch Duncan... I just I, I don't know how Mitch Duncan's going to impact him when he floats back to that Seagull role. I think Stewart's still going to score well, but he's not going to score. You know, this one sixty seven rate that everyone's fangirling over. Um, to be honest, I know that's I know that's brutal. Nuts, no, but um,
0: it's a fair call. Yeah, it's
2: like someone's got to say it. I think he's he's going to be safe for a ninety, and his floor is going to be pretty high. Um, but i I would struggle to see him hitting this ceiling uh you know, week in, week out. I think he'd probably be, you know, a safe ninety-five to a
1: hundred kind of guy.
0: Very well devil's advocated mm. there, Charlie. I like that.
1: Safe one ten, maybe, I reckon. But he does have um a couple of tags potentially coming up. So he's got Sydney in round six and Ryan Clark's done a number on him a couple yeah, of times.
0: He has. He's done a real number on him. That was a, that was a good one for me in the back half of last season when I wasn't owning Stuart and saw Ryan Clark just clamping down on him. That was that was enjoyable. Um the next little topic I want to, to get to, uh, to, boys, is the uh, is the thought about underperforming premiums. Uh, so we have discussed this a lot offline. So I know you both have a fair few thoughts on these. But for guys that for people that have started, the likes of like an Andrew Brayshaw, who's in fifty percent, fifteen percent of teams, he's averaging eighty seven. Zach Merritt's in five percent of teams, he's averaging ninety eight, and Jack McRae, uh, who's in ten percent of teams, and is averaging one hundred and one. Um, is it, have, I, have I missed anyone there, Nico, that, that you think might've been underperforming to start the year based from a premium price standpoint?
1: I think you've pretty much nailed, nailed them. Um, like I think they're the most underperforming. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you were, a, if you were a Jack McCray owner, he's in 10% of teams. I know a lot of people He was very popular in the preseason, people expected him to go back to, to what he was as a ball winner without Josh Dunkley there. If you are in those 10% of teams and he's averaging 101 to start the year, what are you thinking? What are you planning?
1: A lot of people traded him last week, Um, and I think that was the right move because his role is um, is just really not there. So um, Magneto, um, you know the the Bevo, he's just throwing people all all around. There's just weird guys playing in the forward line, and um, like nothing's been better. We thought it was going to be a bit more clearer and a bit more um, you know easy to predict you know with Dunkley out but it it just hasn't like it's just a bit nuts to be honest
0: it's i it, I'd, I'd never understand what's going on at the bulldogs uh, I think it's them and GWS that I that I tend to understand the least as clubs in terms of where they play their players it just it just doesn't make sense to me sometimes um like Jack McRae's been so good and the team was so good when he was good I don't understand why he's not back in that same role doesn't make any sense to me um Charlie what about an Andrew Brayshaw who's in 15% of teams uh, and he's he's just been t- he's been really underwhelming to start the year I think we all love Andrew Brayshaw as a player um but from a super coach standpoint he just hasn't been good enough as a premium at what point do you pull the plug on him
2: um I, I think you could go now to be honest but i I generally like to upgrade the team around these premiums and you know always use them as a last you know, kind of ditch effort to, you know, unless they're really going to drop in price like Rory Laird was in round one, obviously had that terrific performance in round two. But um, I think with Andrew Brayshaw, he's got a break even of 139. He's playing the Crows. He could probably hit that this week, to be honest. He's still got the role. He's still getting the CBAs. I wouldn't rush off him. Um, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd focus on maybe getting your mid prices up to to potential premiums we you've got Finn Callahan, he's the priority trade-out option for sure. I think, yeah, I think these blokes, um, look, they might be underwhelming, but unless there's, you know, a massive price fall waiting to happen, um, I don't think you
1: really need to rush on it. People Nicole. need money. People need money to make moves, mate. Like, you, you have to cull players like this who aren't performing.
0: So Nico, if you're in that position and you and you have a premium in your team that you're that you're pretty confident is not going to be in the top six to eight in their position, um, which I think is the measure that I would personally use to decide whether or not I, I think someone's worth keeping. Um, at what point are you cutting the cord? It sounds like you're you're pretty you're you're in the camp of just being pretty soon and freeing up the cash as soon as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, like Andrew Brayshaw, Frio just looked poor. I mean, they, they barely got the job done against a very heavily depleted West Coast. Um, Their midfield group doesn't seem to be working. He's, you know, going at 61% by foot and hand. It's just not going to cut it. Um, So, and he's a tag risk as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be moving on him ASAP.
0: Last big topic I want to get your boys' thoughts on is uh, is downgrade options. We have spoken about that as an option for a couple of our big topics today. Just the thought of of, of going down completely to someone who's at a basement price or or close to. Um, Nico, we've been talking about rookies offline, and, and there there is actually a surprising number of rookie options to pick from this week. I don't think it's normally this large at this point of the season. Um, the the players that I've got written down are uh, Cade Chandler, who you could go a week late on. Uh, Cameniti from St Kilda, you could also potentially go a week late on. Um, Jacob Van Vorian, you could go a week early. And uh, your boy Brockman from Hawthorne Charlie, you could also go a week early on. And then guys that are on the bubble, uh, Rouston from GWS, Will Phillips, Joel Amarty, who's at a slightly elevated price, Samson Ryan and Tyler Young from Richmond. Uh, that's, a, that's literally 10 really, really good cash-making options. Nico, I want to get your thoughts immediately on Joel Amarty. <laughs> because you've been talking him up in our off, in our offline chat.
1: jeez we spoke about him today. We, none of us got
0: any work done today because all yeah. we could think about was Joel Lamarty. Uh, but Nico, where did you land after that chat, uh, and what was going through your head with the thought of, of picking him up?
1: All right. So my thought was that um, he could be just a, an easy switch with Callahan, um, and he's playing backup ruck, uh, and he scored seventy odd in a fifty point loss, and he kicked three points and no goals. And I thought, all right, there's serious upside with this guy. He got hundred odd the week before um but then super coach Bandit said what about when sam reads back in a week or two and and then i said oh yeah forgot about that guy who's really good <laughs> so yeah now now he's a, a firm don't go there yeah <laughs> basically
0: you've done a complete 180 in the space oh, of about three hours today Nico. It yeah. was very funny Just- um so it sounds like Amadi's just not worth it for the price. Like I think you're paying two twenty k to get him. Um, like you say, you'd have to deal with Sam Reid coming back at some point too. Charlie, which of which of these downgrade options this week um, is the one that really would take your eye if, if you were looking to make a bit of bit of cash?
2: Um, I think Rouston. He's got the CBA numbers. I think he, he's had sixty percent CBAs in the past two weeks. And yeah. you know, yeah, he's scored pretty terribly. I think he's only averaging like fifty four or something. But the role's there for him to score well. Um and I think he's a he's a pretty good option. GWS only rotated between like four guys on the weekend, like Cornelio, Kelly, Rouston, and yeah, oh, I would be Tom Green, the other one. Yeah. Five, yeah. yeah. Um, so he seems like he's got a pretty nailed on role there. Um the other guy that I'm slightly interested in, and it's only because I need to free up cash to bring in someone else, which you know I'll touch on later. But that's is it uh, I'm generally confused. Is it Van Ruyen or Van Royen? Yeah. Because they were saying Rue. On yeah. the, like the crowd was saying, I was saying Ruweins, <laughs> Werns. <laughs> <laughs> like is it yeah, is it Ruin or Royan?
0: Uh yeah, you have not come it's, to the right place there, Charlie. I'm, <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with I'm, Royan until proven otherwise.
2: That's what I thought. I thought that until the crowd started saying Ru. But yeah, anyway, I digress. It's uh, I I like him. I think his job security is pretty nailed on. Um, until Gorney comes back, which you know will be four weeks, I think, or, or thereabouts. Um, he kick goals he had a couple cbas as well but he just looked like a live wire down forward he was taking spe- he took a big specky in the last quarter the crowd clearly loves him his teammates love him um I'm a i think big he's fan. the new yeah i'm a big I'm fan a big too fan. he's the new cult figure at the demons i really, really like him to see. And You're the best breaking. part about
0: it the best part about it, Nico, is that he he'd scored a hundred in um in the V F L the week before coming in to mm. this game. So it's not like this was out of nowhere in a different role for him. He was just playing how the role he was playing in the V F L and just doing it really well.
1: Yep. Don't break the golden rule though and go early on a rookie.
0: Yeah, I, I'm firmly in that camp as well, Nico. I just you just don't know what's going to happen this week. Literally anything could happen. I think you get a free week, another week to look at him. Um, I personally would be looking at that like a Will Phillips type, although I'm not 100% sold that he's going to keep that role this week with Simpkin and LDU to come back in. Um, I think the Tigers guys are getting a little less love than they perhaps deserve. Um, I've Samson Ryan, I saw play in person at Adelaide Oval two weeks ago and was seriously impressed by. He moves really well. Um, and Tyler Young from Richmond as well. I think they're both on the bubble and also going to be good. Nicola, is there th- any is there any merit in, in sort of in in going to a Chandler who's already po- past his break even, uh, yeah. his negative break even?
1: Yeah. Look, I can see that. He looks like he potentially might you know have his spot in the team for for another month. Um, so I, I can see why people would would go there. I'm always a bit hesitant to to, to go there after a, a big big price jump. Um, so he's already put up eighty k. Um, so yeah, look. It, look, it's a decent option. Um, who knows if he has a bad game, though? It's just that. that that's the that's the risk there. Uh, I wouldn't go I, Caminiti or or anyone like that. And I also don't think there's anyone there that is truly a must-have um, yep. as well. So if you're going to miss take one and, and miss another, it's no big deal.
0: Completely agree. I think I'm, if- I'm, I'm waiting for a Bailey Humphrey debut for the Suns. Uh, that's one I'm really keen on, and I think that's going to happen very soon. He's going to be right up the top of my list of players to bring in.
2: Just on Kate Chandler, i yeah, I think he's already jumped up eighty K. I think if you didn't get him in last week, you can't get him in. Um and I look, I have to play him on field. I probably don't, you know, I know he scored well, but I I don't really trust him on field. He's kicked a lot of goals in the past three weeks um that has really elevated a score. I I'm really glad I've got him in, but um yeah, I just think I struggle to see him making a you know
1: 150k from here on. I'll totally stacked our forward line because we thought there was no forward rookies, and now they're just like everywhere.
0: Everywhere, yeah. I um, yeah. I mean, it's I had the choice of Pedler or Chandler on the weekend, which was just an absolute luxury. Um, and yeah, and they're going to have to play Chandler this week because Peddler's out. But I was also really impressed by him. I think he's been great to start the year. Now, boys, it's uh, it's an absolutely massive time of the season for content. So I just wanted to give our SC Playbook subscription package a bit of a plug. Um, it's fifty dollars for the full package, which includes NRL, AFL, and BBL content for the next twelve months or it's $30 for just the AFL package Uh, that gets you extra premium articles every single round. It gets you access to our WhatsApp group with weekly Q&As with the contributors and the SC Playbook community and access to our major unlimited group prize. Now, boys, I know there's $500 an offer, but I think the best part of the subscription is the WhatsApp chat. Uh, it's been absolutely firing. Uh, we've got a great bunch of people in there, contributors, non-contributors, uh, some really, really helpful, good stuff coming out of there. So that's the big uh, that's the big fish for me, the big carrot there for the, for the subscription. Um, if you are interested in the major unlimited group prize, it's $500 for the top prize for the top-ranked subscriber to knock off our team. And if a non-subscriber wins, we'll split $250 each between the winner and the runner up So The unlimited group code is 345511. So make sure you jump into that. I want to fly through this segment quite quickly, boys, because we've still got a lot to get through. So I wanted to find out, Nico, just quickly, what is on the agenda for your team this week? What are you looking at trade-wise?
1: Boosting, baby. Um, so I'm thinking Callahan and Ridley potentially are my outs uh, and bringing in... Uh, someone like a, a, a Roustan um, and a Sicily. Um, I'm also, it. Chess is out for four to six weeks um, as well. So if I can't utilize him in a loop situation, um, then I'll probably move him on to, to someone who's going to play. Like if Will, Will Phillips is named, I'll probably use a boost to, to yeah. do that.
0: Love the sound of it. Charlie, What about uh, what about for your team?
2: Yeah, I'm going Callaghan down to Royston. I'm going, uh, and this is controversial.
0: Reckon? Royston.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> Roussen, I reckon. Roustan. Yeah, Roussen. Oh, re- oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Van Ruyen, and now it is. Yeah, so. we're,
0: we're very tight on pronunciations around here, Charlie. I need you to do yeah. some research beforehand.
2: <laughs> so, what is it? Roussen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, okay, sorry. Going Callaghan down to Roussen. Uh, and then, yeah, this one, be controversial, but I need it to free up a bit of cash. I know Green's still got a lot of money to make. Or, you know, He's probably got about two weeks left of money to make, but I'm t- trading out Fergus Green for Van Ruyen. I'm going a week early mm. just because I know in a couple of weeks, everyone's going to be wanting Brockman and Van Ruyen. I'm they not look really like wanting the,
0: Brockman.
2: Well, it depends how he scores this week, but no. I, think, I think most people will be wanting him. If I bring in Samson Ryan, I can only get one of them. Um, And I don't really want Samson Ryan at all. I I just think he's a bit of a spud, to be honest. Um, I say that very nicely, as nice as I can. I just don't think... His scoring is very appealing. Um, So I'll be be going a week early on Van Ruyen. And um, look, I don't blame you if you don't. I also don't blame you if you do. That frees up money to go Jordan Ridley to Clayton Oliver, um, which is a huge trade. I'm pretty stoked with that. And I'll flick Charlie Constable up to the defense. um, And it just means I can loop
1: Darcy Wilmot and Lockie Cowan.
0: Very don't interesting moves. It. Don't yeah. mind it because he
1: got Oliver in. Um, yep. But yeah, look, I don't know about Brockman being like the must-have or, no. or anything. So I don't want anything to Brockman. Kick three goals and he got eighty-nine. So.
0: I've been burnt by yep. small forwards in Supercoach way too many times. Um, the scoring just isn't going to be there week on week, and their roles in the team are always volatile as well. So it's a no for me. What about Davy? Olwen Davy's different. Um, Davy played most, <laughs> he played mostly midfield in his school um, really? a few days. So he's he's almost he's more of a midfielder, and he can push up. He's got a tank. He moves around. Uh, he's been great to start the season. Um, plus, he's the sort of player we've been crying out for for years. I don't mind the move, Charlie. I really don't. Um, I think yeah, those sort of aggressive moves are, are what can really push you up the rankings if you, you go hard and go fast. And if you don't have any other option to get the cash, uh, I don't mind yep. doing it. Um, I think it's a good one to go. Um, yeah, what about captaincy and vice-captaincy options, Nico? What have we got um, on offer this weekend?
1: Yeah, so just because I've stumped up so much cash for Rory Laird, I'm going to have the VC on him against Frio. As I've touched on, Frio aren't looking brilliant. They might get a win there and he might hopefully tackle some more um, and and get a decent VC score. I've got the C on Bont at the moment. Richmond mm. leak points to, to mids and... Um, I just feel like after having a, a big turnover game last round that he's probably gonna come out and hit everything this week.
0: Yep. Love it. Uh, Charlie, anything anything to add from a captaincy standpoint or oh, I, I think that's gonna be a pretty logical choice for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, very logical. Um I'll be going V C on Locking Neal against the Pies. Um, which uh I'm tossing I'm actually tossing out between him or Harry Sheasel, to be honest. Um Shiesel's- Showing a lot of promise early on as a potential VC it's a huge option. Call. Lord. Huge call, my um, Huge call. Plays the well, blues. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I could, but um, I think Lockie Neal is probably the safe, safer VC against the Pies, oh, and then I'd Captain C. Too, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Captain C is between Rory Laird, um against the Dockers, or my new boy Claden Oliver against the Eagles. I know he's got a really, really bad record. Or well, not really bad, but. He hasn't turned up in the past three against the Eagles um, for whatever reason. Um, it's too easy. Which makes for me him. a bit nervous. Yeah, yeah. It, it is too easy for it's him. It's too easy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's between him or Rory Laird for, for, for the captaincy.
0: I'm seriously tossing up your boy Nick Dakos on um, Thursday night, Nico. Um, I think he's got a, he's got another big score in him. He, they're playing the Brisbane Lions, so I don't yep. mind that one as well. It's just one to Chuck in the mixer. Now, boys, each round of the season we're going to be producing an exclusive SC playbook market of our own through Better, um, and we're extremely excited that we've now got access to integrating official AFL Fantasy, unfortunately not SuperCoach, but AFL Fantasy markets into our um, into our exclusive markets with Better. This week for our SC playbook Better Multi, we'll be walking working around a high-scoring sort of open shootout under the lid at Marvel. Nico, I reckon the uh, the Suns and the Saints. Uh, it's going to be nice and slick. No, no Ross line in sight today. There's going to be a bit of open uh, open slather. I reckon the Gold Coast looked really good in their win against Geelong. So we've got $7 for Rowan Marshall to go 100-plus fantasy points into Ben King, three-plus goals. I can see Rowan Marshall working witsy over around the ground, Nico. Uh, mm. I can see I can see the Suns. Ben King dropped. I watched the KO mini of that game. He dropped about three marks. that would have resulted in goals. So um, he's up and about, and I, I like the sound of that. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I actually don't mind the odds there. So I think that's a decent shout at that sevens.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Charlie, like it?
1: Love it. Yeah, good
2: value.
0: Any other, any other, any other value you've been able to find on better for the uh, for the upcoming weekend?
1: Uh, I actually like Brisbane to to turn over my boys. Um, Interesting. I think they're a different beast at the Gabba, and Collingwood. Uh, you know they're going to struggle in the ruck line uh, as we've already touched on. So I'm a bit surprised at Brisbane's underdogs. I really think it's a, I really think it's a sixty forty Brisbane. So I'm going to take them one to thirty nine. Love it. And I'm gonna go Carlton one to thirty nine. I don't think they'll blow away north. Um, but that's six dollars twenty for that double. I'm happy mm, to play there.
2: Value. I like it.
0: Charlie?
1: I um Eddie,
2: you're not gonna like this one, but I actually like the Giants against your boys. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't mind. I it. think they they provide a lot of value at two sixty and you take them one to thirty nine at three fifteen. I was saying when you compare the two lists, um, I really I just like GWS's a lot more. I think they've got a, a better midfield. I think they've got a better forward line, and I think they've got a better defence. I think, yeah, in all all four lines, including the ruck line, sounds um, like you've got no beat, chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it's I think they beat up. Essendon one on one, you know, I, in every I, contest.
0: I, I mean, I like it on paper, Charlie. I, without looking this up, I would say we've got actually we've actually got a really good record against GWS in Melbourne. Um, I remember I can vividly remember us winning at least the last three or four against them in Melbourne. So um, that would be my only pushback on that one, but I don't mind it. Now, if you don't, do want to follow along with our SC Playbook special market, you can find the link to it in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description. Uh, by going through those channels, it'll let better, it'll let better know that we sent you, so that'll be much appreciated if you are linking up an account with them. It's important to remember that you win some but you lose more. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit Gambling Helpline Online, sorry, gamblinghelplineonline.org.au. Last thing we want to get to today, boys, uh, and a couple of really, really good questions come through from the SC Playbook community. I'm stoked that we're getting some really good feedback on the, on the uh, socials when Charlie puts up the post on a Monday morning. So the first question I have for you, Nico, is from The Duke. He says, love the potty guys. Is Saad top six? Also, if you had to field one of Cowan and Gota, who would it be? And he's also got a hot take for us. Bont goes 140 plus this week, no doubt. Uh, so Woo. the three-pronged, Two-question, one-statement approach from the Duke, which I absolutely love. Nico, run us through what you've got for him.
1: I like the statement. Uh, yep, I'm happy with uh, with Bont 140. I, I kind of tend to agree he's, he's in for a big one. Um, I think Saad could be a top six. Um, I think it's borderline. He's had 13 tons in the last 16 games, which is, um, which is really, really good. The only thing that I'm slightly concerned about is what influence is Sam Walsh's return to the team going to have. Uh, and when Doherty goes back, um, you know, into his more familiar role, and how that's going to affect him, it probably won't affect him too much. So I think I'm all for the pick. If you want to go there, um, you've got my blessing.
0: He, um, the, the one the one shining part of that um, awful, awful GWS Carlton game on the weekend was, was Adam Saad, and uh, that that kind of pains yeah. me as a Bombers fan to say, but he was clearly the best player on the ground. He was the only one that could hit a target. Um, yeah. I think he's one of those players, Nico, and I, and I shudder to say this, but I think he might be good enough to to coexist even when Doherty goes back there. I think he sort of made that, that running defender role his own. Yeah, so I tend I, to agree. I yep. think there's a big chance he's top, he's top six. And yep. if you needed any more vindication of that, our good friend Rain Man, who's a mad Carlton fan, is uh is talking about bringing in Saad this week. So yep. um, just if anyone um, would know, it's Rain Man.
1: Just on the, the Cohen and, and Gota um, part of the question as well, I don't know why you've got Gota. I'd, I'd probably just be trying to trade uh, and move him on um, or at least trying to loop those two. And, and, and I mean, Carlton's playing Friday night, so you should be able to put the E on on Cowan and hopefully get a decent score and, and use Chester or, or something or a constable to to do that swing.
0: Cowan's looked really good in the games that he's played. He's he's been excellent. He's not scoring particularly well, but I think he will score well at some point. He's uh, he's looking yeah. like a good footballer. I just wouldn't um, want to
1: field either either of those two options without. It's not being,
0: preferable, yeah. definitely. Um, Charlie, next question for you comes through from Adrian Butler. He wants to know, and we've been talking a lot about Darcy Cameron replacements in the ruck line today, but I wanted to save this one. Adrian asks, who's the best Darcy Cameron replacement in the forward line? The fate of his team, pure awesomeness depends on it. So what have you got for Adrian?
2: Um, well, a lot of pressure for pure awesomeness. Jeez, it's like the, the fate of the earth depends on this. It um, sure does. I, 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 it depends on, on who you've got, to be honest. I mean, I, I would imagine... The top three midfielders are all pretty much locked into to every side, you know, the Dunkleys, the Tarantos, um, and the Rose's. Um, and then, you know, a couple of people don't have Cogs, a couple of people don't have Golden. Um, if you don't have Golden, I'd be trying to get him in. Uh, but just a little flag, his CBAs were pretty, pretty down from last week. Um, I don't know how down they were off the top of my head, but they were down. Um and then it also depends on, on how much money you've got. So if you need a, a little bit...
0: I've got I've got Pure Awesomeness team in front of me, Nico. He's got Dunkley, oh. Rosie, Taranto, and Darcy Cameron. So he's got the big three minus Cogs and mm. Errol. Um, would you be going Cogs, Errol, or potentially even a Jordan Dugowie?
1: You can't go Dugowie because he's, he's mid-only. Oh, of course. So, of course, you're um, right. I think I'd probably go with golden just because of cogs's break even you might be able to get him cheaper in, in three or four weeks um, probably leaning there I'd say yeah I mean look, I've got the CBA numbers here um, Errol dropped from 50% round one 50% round two 31 round three against Melbourne so I don't know if that was just mm-hmm. matchup up or, or what um Yeah, but I think he's a pretty Mm. safe bet anyway. Yeah,
0: I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Last question comes through from Ricky Salan. He wants to know, Nico, is LDU worth getting before his price rise? So still not sure on him as he hasn't played a decent team. Um, And he's definitely right on the decent team part of it. Uh, I don't think North North played anyone just yet. He would have torn up Hawthorne on the weekend. I have no doubt if he'd Mm. played. Uh, But the question is valid, right?
1: Definitely valid. And and I do share those concerns. Um, I think it's a decent gamble, especially with... The way he started the season and his low break-even and his price point. So, just be mindful he needs to pass a test uh, on Thursday. So, um, Clarkson came out and, and and said those words today. So, it's not a hundred percent that he's in the team. He's still got a still got to tick a few boxes. So, um, he's looked good enough. We know he's good enough. It's um, just got to make sure that he's completely over his niggle. But yeah, all yeah happy to tick off that trade in.
0: What a sequence of events with him coming out on that uh, on that Sunday morning before that was the game. I, I don't think yeah. I've never, I've seen anything like it in a super site crashed. Yep, absolutely. Do, do you reckon the site crashed because so many people were logging on to trade him out? I'd
1: say so. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it?
1: And it all happened like it was like minutes to the bounce
0: like. I, I got out of I was in in the car listening to the radio and on triple M they were talking about how good LDU was and how excited they were to see him play and this was ten minutes before the bounce and then i <laughs> I picked up my phone an hour later and see that he that he was out I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what had happened um yeah, quite amazing scenes, uh I think yeah, that's bad
1: like, luck if you've like experienced that and yeah
0: it's a terrible thing that uh, yeah I'm um, hopefully hopefully not none of the listeners did, did experience it but um yeah our condolences to you if you did kind of an unavoidable situation unfortunately boys that's about it for the podcast this week thanks so much for your time as usual tonight um hopefully some of that information has been good for you if you want to check us out on socials check us out SC playbook AFL on Twitter or on Facebook and Instagram Stevie Nico, lovsky FC on Twitter. He's got his scotch finger there for me. I can Thanks eat the Nico. other half now. Thank Looks you. Looks absolutely delicious. I want <laughs> one of those. Uh, Charlie, Charles J Dads on Twitter if you want to follow him. Um, yep, yeah, appreciate the time tonight, boys. We'll speak to you again next week. Cheers.
2: Thank you.